0: Welcome into Spiritual Gangsta Certified Illy Bish. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I'm your host, Illy Bish, and I just want to tell everybody how excited I am that Pluto is going direct today as I record this particular introduction. On this episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Gemini Brown's weekly forecast. He actually started his forecast beginning with last week's new moon in Libra and then went all the way till October 5th. So be sure to listen carefully for that as he'll be discussing some of the energies that were present as the moon was conjunct the sun with the new moon. And then after that, we're going to have a talk with me on Libra keywords, understanding the energy and how we can better have you know, a direct connection to the goodness of, of of the current energy, what it can help us to do as far as our relationships and our relationship with self as well. And just a quick note on Pluto going direct, we're going to talk about that more on the next episode, but I feel as if, and I have Pluto naturally, I'm sorry, natally retrograde So, you know, for me, I feel like this is always just a solemn energy that's a part of me, which is about checking, you know, power structures, be it someone challenging my own personal power or me misusing my personal power. But this has been a time since April that I feel has been heavy for everybody. We were also dealing with Saturn retrograde too in Capricorn, both in Capricorn. So... You know, these are serious energies um, from two very malefic planets, as some would call it. But, but with this forward motion now, I think, especially given the fact that we're in Libra season and it's a time for us to really examine our connections, our one-to-one connections, we have to be really, really, really careful that we understand at a deep level that everything that came up from April until now... supposed to prepare us for this moment to start our transformation because when we go into Scorpio season especially when whoa when Mercury goes into Scorpio don't even get me started I feel as though we need to be ready for that intensity even though with this Pluto going direct during Libra season it is giving kind of a Scorpionic vibe to things so we're going to talk about that next episode but for now sit back relax and enjoy another episode of spiritual the certified
1: what's going on world it's your boy gemini brown here back with another episode of not located knowledge today we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast seeing what the stars have in store for us so let's get into it as always shout out to all the Libras celebrating birthdays this week Pay close attention to this energy as it will be with you all year. Now, I normally start my horoscopes for the week starting on Sunday. However, we're going to start from the new moon. We got a new moon occurring this Saturday in the sign of Libra. Uh, we had the fall equinox earlier this week. Libra season is here. Venus is in its own sign of Libra. so. The themes of balance, equality, and you know our involvement with other people, aka relationships, are of much importance. And if you don't know, new moons are a time where we invite new energy into our lives. We plant seeds and set intentions for things that we want to manifest or focus on in the upcoming weeks and months ahead, alright? So this particular new moon is more potent because the sign's ruler is home alright so with Venus here in Libra I encourage everybody to just take a look at to this point because Venus is halfway through its transit how have your relationships been playing out have you been have you been seeing the value within them have you been feeling valued within your relationships okay and just overall what, what have you been urged to do or change regarding how you approach others? Then you got to look at the other side. Take a look at the state of balance within your life. OK, where is this occurring in your chart? If this is occurring in your second house. Are your finances balanced? Are you able to generate, you know, the income that you so desire? All right. What are your expenses versus your income looking like? What do you actually place value upon, whether it be within, you know, other people, yourself, you know, work, whatever, evaluate the the value. If this is occurring in your third house, how can you connect with others to expand upon your learning, okay? How can you communicate better? Are you doing a good job at communicating your feelings to the people around you, okay? Are you creatively inclined or, you know, um, manifesting your creative goals how you want to? What's your perception of aesthetic? These are all things that we want to evaluate within this new moon cycle and set goals or intentions around those things. All right. So let's take a look at the aspects for this new moon, which makes it even these aspects make it an even more important new moon, All right. so of course we know sun and moon are going to be conjunct and it's occurring uh, here at 5 degrees Libra and that happens to come into a Queen Canucks with Uranus and Taurus which is also ruled by Venus, so the idea of value and um, you know, our ability to expand is going to be predicated upon our ability to be flexible and create some real change. So what's going to happen is, you know, it's very normal coming off of Virgo season. If you really, you know, bought into what Virgo season, you know, is about, which is about being of service and putting in work, right? If you've really been on top of those things and have been submerged in those goals from that cycle, you're going to feel the need to spice things up this uh, moon cycle. You're going to want to play some more because remember, at the end of the day, Venus is about pleasure. Venus is home. And you know, Uranus being Venus ruled in, in Taurus is about, you know, the things that we value that give us pleasure. So we're going to need to estimate those things and take a look at it. However, this really, this really comes about in a fine or manifest in a financial way all right we're really gonna have to take a close look at how we are spending our money how we are investing our time how we are exerting our energy and are they matching up with the things that we truly value so like I said in the wheel where is this occurring for you where is your where is Libra where is you know how can i really estimate the amount of value coming in within these areas of life okay but overall coming off of last week where venus squared saturn you know being reckless with finances and things like that you've kind of seen the reality so this new moon is a way to start fresh and say okay i need to reinvent myself Financially, I need to try something new. All right, so pay attention to the opportunities that arise. It's going to come in a very unconventional way. I'll give an example you know, how we all um, run away from like pyramid schemes. You know, like uh, a person lures you in, and then you find out, like, Oh my god, you're part of this pyramid scheme. This is the Particular time where we may need to, if that if that opportunity comes, it wouldn't hurt to give it a try. So understand what I'm saying. In order to gain balance, in order to connect with others, in order to become financially um, stable in the way we want. We are going to have to try something outside of the box. And being that it's Libra season, that opportunity can come through people we wouldn't expect it to or in ways or manifest through ways that are that unconventional. So, yeah, this is going to be a big theme for this cycle. And the same I idea applies towards relationships if you are wanting to manifest new love into your life or there is someone you know new there for you there's going to be a need to compromise that is one of the things that Libra is about right there's going there there may be something that they believe in that they value within their own life or you know something that you do that may not Quite match up, and this is what Queen connectors are about. And just so you know, Venus is Queen connects to Neptune. I'm going to talk talk about that in a second. But just from the the Sun and the Moon, Queen connects Uranus. This is going to, in terms of relationships with others, needing to find a compromise, taking the good with the bad. You know, kind of accepting or or. Lowering our standards, if you may, if you may, and all of this in turn can create greater, greater harmony and balance. I do think this is a great cycle to find love, to connect, you know, deeper with a partner. But it's not going to be a walk in the park. Then we got, like I said, we got the ruler Venus, Queen connects to Neptune. Now. This this is tricky, all right? So always remember, you're going to need to look at the other aspects within your own personal chart and of course, where this is transiting. But what happens here is that this is kind of soulmate weather. This can be the season of soulmates. Or, and, and mind you, we know soulmates are not just romantic, but some are. But really feeling or attracting someone who understands you on multiple levels, all right? But, going back to what I said before, let's think in a uh, a physical sense. They may not be in the package that you thought they were going to come in. The Queen Connects to Neptune is, is talking about using our intuition, our knowing, right? That, dang, this person might be exactly what I'm looking for, but on the other hand, it's like aesthetically, it may not be what I dreamed of, all right, coin certain things just don't add up, so just be mindful, be aware of your surroundings, who's coming in, how do people make you feel, and unconsciously, are you running from what you want, okay, are you making excuses, and ultimately, is this situation, all situations in terms of relationship, is it conducive to the balance that you're seeking to achieve within your life? Is it adding up to, you know, where you are spiritually, right? That's kind of where the focus should be, all right? So that's for the new moon. So be sure to really set these intentions, get out there, try something new, spice it up. Like I said, if you've been working, putting in that work, um, during Virgo season, this is kind of a time to like, just get out there and enjoy yourself a bit. All right. So this week we've had Mars who's been in Virgo for a while. It feels like it'll be, you know, uh, on this last leg of Virgo and also we've been moving into Libra, which is going to add more, uh more initiative or more energy towards, uh, helping you get your new moon goals started. All right. So always remember, like this first week or these first two weeks is about really taking action. All right. Focusing and knowing what we want and going after it. All right. Um, but at the same time, when Mars gets here, you know, we got on and Aries and stuff like that. We can meet some friction. Okay. There can be. There can be uh, situations that arise that really force you to speak up for yourself okay now this can be in whatever area of life is happening you know it can be in work it could be you know with family but you will have to fight for some equality or fairness all right and that's what mars is here to assist you with when it transits libra okay then we got mercury finishing up its transit of libra and heading into scorpio which very much so is a time where words aren't really going to matter much. Of course, Scorpio is a water sign, um and water goes off of emotions. It's a time where we're going to be kind of naturally suspicious or like just really in tune with ourselves inward. All right, somebody may come, you know, we may we're going to question people's intentions as we should, but also we got to have the correct discernment. Like I said, you don't want to push someone away for the wrong reasons or continue to perpetuate a cycle that should have ended a while ago, all right? So pre- be prepared for your mental processes to just just go a little bit deeper. This can be a great time for those of you on your journey where you know you, you're picking up new information. Within the spiritual or occult realms um, you get back in you know you're, you may study something that you studied in the past things like that but isn't necessarily like a time where you can talk your way out of situations more so just going to be a lot of observing and things going on all right so this is my interpretation for this week's uh, energy. I hope you guys enjoy. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so now. If you need to read it, holla at me. Until next time, peace.
0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I am your host, Illy Fish. It is the first day of October as I record this and we are in fall. We have been in fall since the start of Libra season. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Libra today and some of the energy that is currently going on that has people feeling a little out of sorts and, you know, just kind of let you guys know the best way to kind of navigate some of this energy so we had it pretty heavy I think in um, Virgo season there was a lot of Virgo energy there were a lot of planets in Virgo and you know that precise quality that Virgo has of being able to like get right to the heart of the matter and just like throw anything away that isn't even pertinent to what's going on um, have like this nitpicky air going on and we left that very like grounded logical energy and went into Libra energy which is very light it's um, adjustable it's about balance so cardinal air sign so it has an initiating quality to it but as an air sign is about thought, okay? And Libra energy would rather be impartial than to actually like have to make a decision, so to speak. Being a planet that is ruled by Venus, it is very much concerned with aesthetics, things that are attractive, just beautiful things. It has a very charming quality about it. And I would call it the social sign par excellence, okay? It's very refined, elegant. Um, you know, it likes to consider all the beautiful things in its midst, which can make it uh, <laughs> a little superficial, <laughs> a little superficial. But Libra energy is very graceful. Um, it is also associated with the seventh house in astrology. So it is about our one-to-one relationships with others. It sits opposite of the first house, which um, is Aries and is the house of self. So when we think about energies of any of the signs that we're talking about, I really think it's important to consider the axis that energy is on. So it's opposite sign. When we get to this full moon in Aries on the 13th of this month, that is going to be the culmination of it kind of coming to a call for balance. Full moons always cause for balance. Sun is opposing the moon oppositions, as I always say, same energies at different ends of the spectrum. Okay. But they're on the same axis. So when we think about this axis of Aries and Libra, it is about self in relation to the other. Okay. And given that Libra is Venusian, it's ruled by Venus, of course, this could automatically bring to mind matters of the heart, even though the seventh house where Libra rules is not just about romantic relationships. It's about any partnerships we have one-on-one. But, you know, we can act as if the romantic aspects of things don't really kind of just, like, stand out. They really, really do. But, so, um, I kind of feel that... We'll miss out on a great opportunity to handle this energy efficiently if we don't view the Aries aspect of things, okay? The opposing energy to this Libran energy. In our relationships with others, how are we accountable for ourselves? And how do we take into account how we affect our relationships with others? This in no way is trying to blame anyone (laughs) for um, things that happen in their relationships completely. However, I want people to kind of look at things a little bit differently than we normally do. It is very, very easy to think back on any partnership that you've had that has gone awry or hasn't gone the way that you wanted it to go and be able to break down in 30 seconds everything that happened that wasn't your fault everything that happened that was someone else's fault what they did what they didn't do how they did it or how they didn't do it you know we're all experts at being able to judge everybody else's behavior but if we're being accountable now now remember we're still dealing with this energy of chiron in aries Okay, which is still somewhat opposing the sun in Libra right now. Chiron's at three degrees, the sun's at eight degrees of Libra. So, you know, this is really looking at healing of self, taking the initiative. When Chiron was in Pisces, I feel like we were all like in our subconsciouses and things were getting dug up and brought up to us in a way that a lot of us probably weren't comfortable with. It was a very like undercurrent of emotions type energy. Whereas Chiron and Aries calls for you to take the initiative because it's about just moving forward with yourself, this healing that we need to do. Why do we have to do it? We're not islands. Okay. Unless you have the, the luxury or you could look at it depending on what your view is. It's not a luxury and maybe a misfortune. Of only having to deal with yourself. What you do, how you do it, how you are will impact everyone around you and therefore impact other people's reactions and behavior towards you. I think sometimes we forget that we're constantly putting energy out into the world and energy is being returned to us and it's a bit of a dance. We're mirroring things to other people, people are mirroring things to us. We are not simply, like, without cause of what happens in in this realm. We, we just aren't. You know, what we do has impact. That is what I'm reminded of when I think of the Aries and Libra Axis. Because how I am unto myself directly, it's directly impacting my relationships with others. So... For a lot of people, and and depending on how you are, um, what it is that you've built up as, I guess you could say, instinctual, um, responsive behavior to just life as it has come to you, your upbringing, relationships you've been in, trauma you've experienced, all this different type of stuff, you know, Um, that really does impact how you deal with other people and until you're actually willing to examine and dissect and that's what I think Virgo energy was good for I mean Mars is still in Virgo right now but um I feel like Virgo season really helped a lot of us to unpack some of that you know to be logical about things now that you've kind of got the hang of that we can actually hold ourselves accountable now here's the thing because relationships are our focus in libra season it seems to become easier every year For, you know, people to have their focus be on relationships. But as I was saying before, the focus tends to be on the other. Or, you know, why am I not getting this? I want to kind of shift everybody's thinking, okay? First of all, what you are able to give others is what you should fairly receive. Libra's about balance. Fairness. I feel like as a Libra rising, when I was growing up, a lot of times I really was concerned with whether something was fair or not like that. Like balance is a theme to my entire life because of this energy. But the way that I kind of look at it is. If I'm doing certain things in a relationship and not getting what I want, you know, I need to look at my behavior. If you are giving but not receiving what you're giving, that can be a problem for some people, But rather than just go, okay, that person doesn't appreciate my contributions to anything. You got to direct that energy back inwards for a moment and go, okay, well, why am I allowing this then? You know, you have to take the responsibility somewhere in the situation for it going the way that it is. Sometimes it's because of what we've allowed. Sometimes it's because we don't have our boundaries up. Sometimes it's because... We haven't considered how we impact others. You know, are you being genuine? Is the essence of what you're trying to receive from someone else coming off of you in a pure way? What are you really putting out to the world? What are you attracting? Because the seventh house would represent what we attract to ourselves. So a part of attraction has to do with the fact that there's something about us that brought that energy to us. So if we're not getting what we want in relationships, how are we attracting it to us? What is it about ourselves that brings others to us in such a manner? I'll even look at like my own chart as an example. So I have a Libra rising, so Libra's at the cusp of my first house, which means I have an Aries descendant, or Aries is on the cusp of my seventh house. I tend to attract a lot of fiery Aryan energy towards me, be that Aries moons or Aries suns especially, like within my lifetime, definitely surrounded by them. And there's something about the fact that I could look at my chart and go, oh, well, I don't have a lot of fire energy yet I attract cardinal fire energy to meet me. So that makes me look back at self. Well, what what part of me is bringing these people towards me? What part of me actually needs to learn from people with that fiery go for it, fly by the seat of your pants, get her done, warrior Mars-like energy? What can I learn from that? We can all kind of ask ourselves that at this point, because right now, the moon's also in Scorpio, so... <sighs> Lord. <laughs> um, the undercurrent of emotions, I feel like, when the moon is in Scorpio, is somewhat guarded for a lot of us. Like, I think it can lend to suspicion. Um, because people are kind of feeling things and looking at things from like that suspicious level. Scorpio is piercing, so it's really like, okay, who, who are you and, and why'd you come here? So today, on the first day of October, the vibe that I'm getting from everything Venus is also in um, Libra as well as Mercury. This is a lighter, airier time, but I'm noticing some people are saying things have felt kind of heavy. Mars is still in Virgo, so this assertion of this, like, critical energy is still there. So I think that's lingering and weighing on some people. Um, And then now that the moon is in Scorpio, and there's this kind of solemn, guarded, almost like, murky, in a way, tone to things, emotionally, it's no wonder that relationships become a focus and that we can probably be a little bit more in tune with some of the things that we didn't like in our relationships. some of the things we want to guard against. I do want to say with this energy, when you are trying to dig deep you shouldn't just be like, okay, I'm going to ignore all the bad stuff. That's doing yourself a disservice. That's spiritual bypassing. We don't do that over here. Like, we embrace the shadow side as well as the light. You have to, to be fully functioning in your totality. But I do want to say with holding oneself accountable and taking away this blaming. This might be a little bit more difficult under the Scorpio moon energy, especially if you have a lot of unresolved resentments towards people, if there's any undercurrents of jealousy, if there's any undercurrent of being, like, vengeful. You know, you. I I think this is a time where you could become aware of that, very much aware of that. But your need to speak on it, You have to to be honest with yourself. If you're not going to speak the truth of what you feel about the quality of your relationships with those you've been in them with, you know, if they're not a part of the conversation, this is still a worthy conversation to have internally just with yourself. I'm sure we've all gone over the things other people have done, but what have we done? What ways of being do we have that foster the relationships that we have with people? Like, are you even in tune with what your love needs are? I don't think that a lot of us are. And it's interesting, because the other day, I came across a post, and shout-outs to Patah, because he threw it up. But it was about pointing out, specifically, the negative aspects of people's Venus signs. And... I feel like a lot of times, like, first of all, a lot of people don't even know what their Venus signs are, um, or really even have an understanding of some of the other placements in their chart. So they might not even be aware of the energy that they should be paying attention to when it comes to where we're looking for our connectedness. You also want to look at your first and seventh houses in your chart, but okay we'll look at it this way if we're going to take some of the blame if we're going to look to where we have maybe acted in a negative way and therefore displayed that in our one-to-one relationships this post from Patas said it great so these are the cons of each venus sign it says aries venus is controlling if your venus is in aries where have you been controlling in your relationships? Taurus Venus is possessive. Ah, that resonates with me. I'm a Venus in Taurus, in the Taurus Deccan. Oh, I'm very possessive and stubborn about my possessiveness. Taking that into account, I can go, okay, and look back in my situations and kind of gauge, you know, where have I been possessive and therefore probably negatively impacted another person. Gemini Venus, it says, is detached. Hmm, I'm a progressed Venus in Gemini. I have dealt with Venus in Geminis. (laughs) Detached, yeah. Where where in your relationships, um, Gemini, Venuses, have y'all just been like not really connected with your partner? I mean, this this openness you have to being able to experience so much, to take in so much, even things that seem to contradict itself can kind of make you not be as connected in relationships look back on things and kind of think of where that applied cancer venus is serious listen i kind of think cancer venus can get a little possessive too hence the seriousness like they may be a lot more serious about others than others are about them and expect people to know where they are with things like that that seriousness is supposed to be there or shared where have you made assumptions cancer venus is about the other person in the relationship as per their seriousness about it leo venus is flighty listen leo venus tends to like something that it can put on a pedestal because it wants something that makes itself look good too but if at any like chance something comes up where that thing no longer looks like it should be put on a pedestal well you know then their attention flies somewhere else where have you done that Leo Venuses? Virgo Venus is manipulative <laughs> overthinking needing things to be perfect and precise Virgo Venuses can cause you at times to manipulate situations and people so that they better fall in line with your idea of perfection where have you been doing this? Hmm? Point the finger inward. Libra Venus, fickle. Listen. Because Libra can experience all the beautiful things, okay? Has a hard time making a decision that can make it fickle. How are you, Libra Venus, is flirting with people and not realizing they're taking you more serious than you're taking the flirtation? Where have you been fickle and not, like, really strong about your affections and your relationships let's look to that Scorpio Venus reserved listen Venus and Scorpios where has your reservation about letting your feelings out letting someone know how you feel ruined your relationships what examples can you find in your life about that okay um Sagittarius Venus selfish listen Venus and Sagittarius people (laughs) You want the adventure. You know, love is a grand adventure to you. So because you're so busy trying to have this grand adventure, are you really considering the other person and what their experience is like? Because when they're not fun or exciting anymore and you're on to the next, have you thought about how you're treating them? Hmm? Look to your relationships and see where you've been selfish. Capricorn Venus, materialistic. Listen, Listen, Cap, boss of the Zodiac. (laughs) Where have you let money matters rule matters of the heart? Were you trying to get too much from a mate? Were your expectations way too big as far as material items was concerned? We all know Cap is about that money. But, you know, when it comes to matters of the heart, is money the only important thing? You could have all the money and no connection, no love, no friendship. You know, where have you looked too much on, on the level of materialism? Aquarius being is needy. It's funny because Aquarius can be very detached. However, it really needs to be part of something. It needs to be part of the collective. It is about the collective. So where have you been sucking the life out of your partners, and not giving anything back, Aquarius Venuses. Hmm? Look for that, and Pisces Venus can be unforgiven. Listen. Pisces be so open, so open, welcoming, understanding, giving the benefit of the doubt, giving chances. But once a Pisces has, like, reached its limit, which half the time nobody ever thinks Pisces will, Venus and Pisces, when you reach your limit, that's it. If someone does something to you, where are you holding this grudge? What can happen is some past experience in something can cause you to be unforgiving in the future of the same behavior. But where have you hold... Or held yourself staunchly to not budging on forgiving something where it would benefit you too. We're all human, people make mistakes. We can't judge one person's mistakes against the other and you know make them the same. So, where are you punishing somebody for the actions of someone else and being unforgiven? Mm-hmm. You want to point that finger inward where this is manifesting for you. This is a time where if we're going to look at the quality of our relationships, we can't discount our, you know, the energy that we lend to it. because so we are very much, very much a part of our one-to-one relationships. So thank you guys for listening. I want you to take some of those things into consideration. It is important, of course, to make sure that you have quality relationships but are you a quality person are you giving quality that's important to ask yourself too don't be selfish you gotta point the finger inward at you peace